We the ones they talking about. Broadway Sports Media. Choose your fighter. Justin and Justin Titans podcast show. I'm not a cocky person. I'm just passionate. Final round. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for a new podcast partner immediately. Quarantine and chill. We all we got. Hey, Titans on three. One, two, three. All right, welcome in everyone to another episode of the Music City Audible coming to you Friday, February 19th to talk about Titans free agents. We are presented by Broadway Sports Media. Check out broadwaysportsmedia.com partnered with 440 Sports. I'm your host, Justin Graver. Joining me as always is Justin Mello diving into the rest of the free agent pool today. How are you doing, Justin? I'm doing well. Uh, excited to be here. And we got a lot of players to talk about today. So we've kind of focused on the big names over the past couple weeks where we did Corey Davis and Jadavion Clowney episode. We did a, a, a Jayon Brown and John New Smith episode. We did a Desmond King and Daquan Jones episode. I think those are probably the six biggest names. But there are a lot of other interesting names here that we're going to run through on today's episode. That's right. So if you hear us skip over those guys and you're wondering why, it's because we have covered them on past episodes. So be sure to scroll down in the feed and find those if you missed them. Instead, today we are going to focus on the larger picture. There are 23 other free agents. And I'm going to read through the list here to start us off today because I think it's important that Titans fans understand just the vast number of guys that are going to hit the market here in the next month or so when free agency opens. So obviously covered Clowney and Daquan Jones and Corey Davis, but Steven Goskowski is going to be a free agent. Michael Pruitt, Ty Sembrello, Jack Crawford, Will Compton, of course, Marshall Newhouse, who they signed in the middle of the season, Nick Dezumbnar, special teams linebacker, Chris Milton, special teams cornerback, Jeff Swaim, who has played a good big role as a blocking tight end, especially when Pruitt was out for a lot of time with COVID. Sonoris Perry, backup running back, who plays a lot on special teams. Darren Bates, who's like a key special teamer in, and the chief hype man for every Titans play that is a big play. Matt Overton, the long snapper. Ty Smith, backup cornerback. Jonu Smith, obviously we've covered. Anthony Ferkser is a restricted rights free agent, so a little bit different situation for him, as, as well as De- Deontay Foreman, another guy they picked up in the middle of the season. Khalif Raymond, we'll definitely spend some time talking about today. Breon Borders and Wyatt Ray are exclusive rights free agents. Desmond King, we covered last week. Jayon Brown, we've covered already. Jameel Douglas, backup guard. A lot of Titans fans might be happy to see him hit free agency. Matt Dickerson on the defensive line. Nick Westbrook-Akine, who's an a undrafted free agent last year, is an ex- exclusive rights free agent here. Sorry, I should mention Douglas and Dickerson are also restricted rights free agents, as is Joshua Kalu. And finally, rounding out the list is fullback Kari Blossom game, who the Titans picked up as a rookie off of the Minnesota Vikings practice squad. And he, too, is an exclusive rights free agent. So I figured, Justin, we could just go down this list and I'll stop at the ones that seem the most notable and the ones that aren't as notable. We'll just say if we think they're back, yes or no. Um, So let's start here with Steven Goskowski, 37-year-old kicker who obviously had his fair share of struggles this season. But you know, he kind of put things put things together as the season progressed and got on a nice got in a nice groove there. And by the end of the year, I would have considered him a reliable kicker. And I stopped being nervous when he went out and to to kick like I was in week one. So, what do you think happens with Goskowski? Obviously, he's getting up there in age. He was the uh, he's the one, two, three, fourth highest paid Titans free agent um, when you look at their 2020 salaries. So he was uh, making 2.75 million dollars last year. In a year where the Titans are going to be up against the cap, every team's going to be up against the cap. 
What do you think they do at kicker? And before you start, I just want to say I can't see them paying almost $3 million for a kicker this year. Yeah, this, you're starting with the toughest one probably. I think we could debate a little on this one because I agree with you that I had a lot of faith in Gostkowski by the end of the year. I did not worry when he came out to kick. He turned into a really reliable kicker, found a way to get over his early season struggles, and, and really made the Titans look smart for sticking by him, right? Because I think it would have been yeah. easy to cut him. I think everyone wanted him cut uh, in Tennessee for a while there, but they stuck by him, and, and he was very reliable down the stretch. At, for the sake of time, because we've got a lot of players to cover, I'm going to make this simple. Does Steven Gostowski want to come back, A? And B, is yeah. he going to retire? You know, those are two things I think you have to factor in here. But if he's willing to come back, uh, I think you bring him back. I, I, I don't think you want to mess around with the kicker position again. We've seen what it's been like over the past couple of years for this team. I think if you can get him back, he's willing to come back, uh, and you get him at a, a bit of a lower price tag, as you mentioned, then I, I do think you bring him back. Yeah, why not? I think you do have to try to lower the price tag. And I also wouldn't be opposed to spending one of the late sixth round picks or the seventh. There's no seventh round pick this year, but one of those two late sixth round picks on a kicker or trying to grab a guy as a priority undrafted free agent this year. I think even if you do bring Goskowski back, you know, you can stash a kicker on the practice squad that you think can eventually become your your go to kicker then you got to do it just because of the age factor here. Like I said, Goskowski, 37 years old. And the Titans haven't had like a kicker of the future since they since they grabbed Brian Suckup from the Chiefs. And and we saw how, you know, what happened to his career here with the injuries and stuff. And he obviously rebounded this past season and made it all the way to the Super Bowl. So, you know, obviously he did did well. But I think the Titans have to find a kicker at some point. And, and if you bring Goskowski back, it's a one-year Band-Aid, right? And then you're in the same right. boat again next season. So who knows? We're, we're worth out. noting, not to cut you off, but I do think they kept Tucker McCann, where they yeah. kept him on the practice squad all year long. And they recently signed him, I think, to a futures contract. So that's a guy they obviously like. They've kept him around for a full year now. So he may be one to watch uh, in a kicking battle uh, this coming season. True. And Sam Sloman, you know, we never know what's going on with him. I think he actually got picked up by somebody else after the Titans let him go. But um, yeah, so there you go. That's the kicker position. Let's keep going here. Michael Pruitt, tight end, who's actually 29 years old, probably took some people by surprise learning his age there. But Michael Pruitt made $2.5 million last year from the Titans, now set to be an unrestricted free agent. Pretty key blocking piece, opened a lot of lanes throughout his time here after the Titans picked him up from Houston where he had spent time with Mike Vrabel before. So Michael Pruitt back. Yes or no. I'm going to say yes. You know, tw I know 29 is not young. You can make the case for trying to get a little younger there, but you know, I don't think age really matters when you look at the role he plays. He's a terrific blocker. I've mentioned on this show how much Derrick Henry loves him. Uh, I, you know, he's not going to break the bank. You get him back on another one-year deal, two-year deal at max if you want. But uh, I, I do think you bring Pru back and, and he's such a, big part of this run game and does terrific work as a blocker. So I'm going to say yes. I agree. And he can catch the ball. He can block well, you know, that he's kind of underutilized in that, in the passing game, but you got so many tight ends set to hit free agency this year. I think you have to look at bringing Pruitt back. All right, let's talk about Ty Sambrello, who was signed obviously to be the swing tackle with Dennis Kelly expected to jump into a starting role and the unknownness of rookie Isaiah Wilson, who turned out to be a complete disaster. And actually, I'd be surprised if he's back with the team next year, given his antics on Instagram and the subtweets from Titans players and just the outright, you know, if you listen to Bussin' with the Boys, you can gain gather some clues here that the rest of the Titans O-line isn't particularly fond of Isaiah Wilson. So you look at a guy like Tyson Brello, that makes him a little more valuable as your swing tackle. 
That said, he didn't play great when he was pressed into action. And, uh, you know, when David Questenberry came in, there wasn't that much of a drop off there. He's also 29 years old. But, you know, bringing back him, bringing him back on a one or two year deal to be your swing tackle again, I think is a smart insurance move. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I think there's a couple of things that uh, you factor in here. Obviously, what's going to happen with Isaiah Wilson? We don't know. I agree. He's probably not going to be back uh, next season. Um, you know, David David Kissenberry replaced Sembrello when he got hurt, and, and I thought Q, I think you'll agree, was a better backup tackle than than Sembrello was. I think you can make the case for trying to draft someone here again, whether it's early or it's late. You know, you try to get a tackle to unfortunately, and I sigh as I say this, but maybe replace Isaiah Wilson uh, if he's not on the team next year. So there are so many ways this can go. I don't really have a prediction, but I I think I understand uh, both sides here for bringing Sombrello back. He's a nice depth piece, but I think I could also understand maybe trying to draft someone and, and develop another swing tackle. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to Jack Crawford, who was signed to play defensive tackle, but actually ended up playing a lot more of a defensive end role with the Titans' struggles and limited usage, at, limited numbers at outside linebacker on a weekly basis. Jack Crawford essentially played outside linebacker in those base run formation downs um, with his hand in the dirt, of course. But he's 33 years old. He wasn't on a very expensive deal last year. One-year deal, kind of a stopgap at the position. But he played well, you know, he had a couple of, of pressures and sacks that, that stood out in my at least in my memory. So I think if Jack Crawford is willing to come back on a similar deal, he was only signed for 1.1 million last year, something like that at age 33, you need depth at this position. Why not bring Crawford back if he wants to come back? I think Jack Crawford played a really good season last year. I think he's one of the more underrated players on the defense. He's an older veteran guy. He didn't cost a lot of money, but he gave the team a lot of snaps and a lot of valuable snaps at that. He's a good underrated D lineman who's who's quite good at stopping the run. I think Crawford will be back. He should be back. It's not going to cost a lot. That was such a nice underrated signing in my opinion, especially with the way the year played out. He contributed a lot more than I expected him to. I'll be honest, but I really enjoyed watching him play on Sundays. I think he was underrated and I think they should bring him back. Yeah, I wouldn't be against it. My only counter to that is that before last year, we didn't, we were pretty unfamiliar with who Jack Crawford was. Maybe you heard his name before just from watching a lot of football. But I think if you do let him walk, there are guys out there you could sign to replace him as depth defensive tackles that would maybe be a little bit younger and even maybe a little cheaper around the same cost. So uh, again, I'm in favor of bringing Crawford back, but I don't think it's necessarily a must just because I think you can kind of replace what he is on the market if you had to. Um, all right, let's talk about Will Compton, inside linebacker, kind of a limited player, but a good special teamer, a great locker room guy, and obviously Titans fans love the boy. You think Will Compton's back next year? <laughs> this is tough. I want to say yes, but I think they're going to break everyone in Nashville's heart, and I'm going to say no. Um, I think, you know, they brought him back. I think it was a bit of an emergency situation. They wanted to get someone in, you know, because again, because of COVID and how, how weird the off season was with OTAs and camp and yada, yada, or lack thereof, obviously. I think they wanted to get someone in who knew the defense, a depth piece that could play special teams and, and fit right in. I think Compton did that. Ultimately, I, I, I think they're going to try to go in a different direction. Maybe try to get a guy on day three of the draft, maybe a priority free agent that looks worthy of making the team. I think they tried this last year. Who I think was a linebacker out of Missouri. They had Kale Garrett, who I think a lot of people thought maybe a UDFA that could make the team, but ultimately didn't. And I think that's where Compton kind of came in 
and filled that role. So uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be the villain here. I'd love to see Will Compton back, the best personality on the team. Everyone loves the boy. I just have a bad feeling that he won't be back. Yeah, I feel like he'll be tweeting in August about how he's in shape and ready and waiting for the call from Mike Vrabel. And, you know, if somebody goes down during training camp, I do think you could see Compton back if he's not scooped up by another team like he was scooped up by the Raiders for a little bit before he came back to Tennessee. So just something to keep an eye on, I think. But unfortunately, I do agree. I don't really see him coming back next year, barring something like an injury. Let's talk about Marshall Newhouse, a more experienced right tackle, 33 years old, kind of signed as an emergency during the season just because of how useless Isaiah Wilson was. The Titans had to go get a body that could play tackle at the NFL level. And veteran Marshall Newhouse was the guy they got. I don't know if he's back next year. I don't really know if, if there's a need to bring him back next year, if they do end up drafting somebody, but he's a free agent. So we're talking about him. What do you think? No, I don't. I'm going to keep this one short. No, I, you know, they signed him late in the year. It was an emergency situation. It did, you know, they just needed a body, a veteran body at that. No. All right. Nick DeZubnar, inside linebacker, 30 years old, played a little bit more defense than I expected to see, especially at the goal line area, more of a special teams guy. If he's back, he's back. If not, you find a, a linebacker that you can replace him with. I think he's not a key player by any means. Your thoughts? I'm going to say they do bring him back, and I'll tell you why. They have a trio of linebackers here that are free agents. We'll get to Bates uh, later on, but Will Compton, Darren Bates, Nick DeZubnar, they're all free agents. They're all special teams players. You can't let all of them walk. I, I think I, I would be shocked if none of them are back. Now, this is a roll of the dice for me on these three. It's, it's tough to say what they think. But DeZubnar is the youngest one out of the group. He was signed last year in, a tra- in the traditional free agency period, whereas Compton and Bates were brought on later. So they went out and got this guy to come yeah. in and play special teams. He's the youngest guy. I think he will be back next year. All right. I, I can't disagree. I, I just don't know if it's uh depends on money. I guess he was making uh, just over a million dollars last year, probably a similar deal if you bring him back. And another guy who was making a million dollars to play mostly on special teams is Chris Milton, cornerback the Titans picked up a few years ago. He's a guy I could definitely see back as well. You know, like you mentioned, there's a lot of special teams guys who are set to hit free agency. So when you can get your key guys back, like Dezubnar, like Chris Milton, I think you kind of have to look at bringing those guys back for obviously a cheap, uh, reasonable contract for the team. I agree. Chris Milton may have been their best gunner last season or was certainly yeah. in their top two or three best special teams players. So obviously this is a contract that you, you don't think is going to break the bank unless someone really wants to upgrade their special teams and they offer them $2 million a year, for example. I, yeah. I think Milton will be back on a very team-friendly deal because, as you said, they got so many special teams players who are free agents. He's one of their best. I anticipate that he'll be back. All right, I'm going to skip the next one so we can keep the the special teams theme going. Then we'll come back to Jeff Swaim. But Sonoris Perry, running back 30 years old, is another guy, played mostly as a gunner and special teams ace for the Titans. Do you think they look at bringing him back as well? Uh, This one I'm not as – I don't feel as strongly about as I did, you know, someone like Milton and someone like DeZubnar. I can see the argument to bring him back. He did play some special teams. They obviously like him. I can maybe see him being in training camp and preseason and then maybe not making the final roster. So ultimately I'm going to say he's not on the 2021 active roster, although it wouldn't shock me if he uh, is back in preseason and camp initially. Yeah. And the other guy here is Darren Bates. Who's like you mentioned, 31, a year older than DeZubnar. 
But he's a guy that, you know, he's a huge locker room presence. I think everyone in the locker room is friends with Darren Bates. He's the most excited guy after a big play. Always have to look for Darren Bates on the sidelines after a King Henry stiff arm or a big play by the defense. So not that there were many of those last year. So do you think Bates is back too, or is he in the, in the, you know, Will Compton mold, like you mentioned a second ago? I think it's similar to a Will Compton mode, right? He was, again, a late signing uh, guy who knew the defense, you know, was a great special teams player. Really the same scenario as, as Will Compton, in my opinion, right? I think they signed him even later than Compton, but just to give you yeah. an example, right? They were signed at similar time frames, and I think for the exact same reasons. You would love to see at least one of them back. It'll be interesting to see what they do there. But, man, that would be a blow to the personality of the team if both Will Compton and Darren Bates were to walk this summer. True. The only difference to me is that Will Compton, even if he's not good or great, he's at least usable as a linebacker on defense. Whereas if Darren Bates sees your, sees the field on defense, it's not going to go well. He is a special teams guy only. So I think for that reason, that is true. Probably rank him. Let's say we're ranking Compton, Perry, Dezubnar, Milton, and Bates in terms of likelihood that they'll be back or most importance to special teams. I'd probably put Milton, number one, DeZubnar, number two, Compton, number three, Perry, Bates and Perry are kind of interchangeable at four and five to me. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that order. I, I do think Milton and uh, and DeZubnar are, are practically shoe-ins, I, I would think, from the team perspective to have interest in bringing him back. And then you make a good point for prioritizing Compton over Bates because while they both play special teams, uh, Compton is at least usable as a linebacker. Okay, let's talk about Jeff Swaim here, who I mentioned a second ago, that another tight end to be a free agent. He joins. We've already talked about Johnu Smith on a past episode, and we just talked about Michael Pruitt. The other one is Anthony Furtzer, who's a restricted free agent that we'll talk about in a second. Before we get there, Jeff Swaim brought over to help the blocking role here. He's 28 years old. He played a lot when Michael Pruitt was out with COVID and injured this year. With uh, I think he had an ankle thing throughout the year. So. He, he played a good role. He made some tough catches, I thought, that were kind of surprising. I was like, whoa, that was Jeff Swaim who caught that? Okay, He had a nice touchdown catch at one point, didn't he? He, he did, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if he comes back. I don't know if his role is more or less replaceable, given that he's just kind of a blocking tight end who leaks out every once in a while on like a bootleg type of play. Uh, what do you think they do with Swaim? I, I think they probably move on from him. I think you can make a, a an argument for why you bring him back. Look, you know, he did some good work as the fourth tight end. He's a great blocker, similar player to Pruitt. He's older than Pruitt. Uh, I think ultimately, as I said, they bring Pruitt back and probably look to maybe uh, get a developmental younger tight end if they choose to carry four on the roster again. I, I, I can't imagine that uh, this is a high priority for them. Right. All right. Next, we're going to talk about long snapper Matt Overton. Uh, what do you think here? I mean, long snapper is an interesting position. The Titans had Bo Brinkley for a long time, but Overton's 36 years old and recently he's been tweeting a lot about how he's excited to have passed his Nashville real estate license exam. So I don't know if this guy is super interested in continuing his football career now. Thoughts on Matt Overton? Well, didn't he also tweet that uh, he sort of rejuvenated playing this year and and that he you know kind of found his love for the game again and I feel like he had said something that you know that that he plans on continuing to play. I, I think. Sure, maybe I guess so. 
I mean, I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I feel like he said that he was kind of, you know, uh, rejuvenated and, and really enjoyed uh, his time in Tennessee this year. I mean, I think there's a chance they bring him back for sure. You know, he, he was reliable. He didn't screw up any snaps. Let's be honest. That's the only thing you're looking for at the long snapper position is someone who doesn't screw up. But you mentioned the name Bo Brinkley. Don't, don't be shocked if they bring Bo Brinkley back. From what I heard, when they let him go, unfortunately, it was in the middle of the year. He battled COVID-19, and, and unfortunately, he was really impacted by COVID-19. It just felt like uh, he lost a lot of strength. He lost a lot of energy. He wasn't able to recover quickly enough, and the fact that they were in the middle of a year, you, you can't have your long snapper taking a week or two or three off to get back into playing shape unfortunately, but I, it wouldn't shock me if they kick the tires on Bo Brinkley this off season and, and, and see if he's back to a hundred percent. I imagine he is. Wouldn't shock me if Bo Brinkley is back in Tennessee next year. Yeah, that would not be, be shocking. And that would be fun. It wouldn't be shocking. And you know what? This is a position the Titans are going to have to cover, whether it's somebody young or veteran experience. So like you said, as long as it's someone who doesn't screw up, this could be like a 22 or 23 year old fresh out of college UDFA type of guy that replaces this position or it could be 36 year old Matt Overton who knows but Matt Overton was making $900,000 last year that's not a ton of money but you know if you can get somebody for 550,000 I think every dollar counts in this offseason where the cap space is going to be tight so you might look at doing something like that all right let's move on now another special teams guy who actually played a lot Ty Smith cornerback 28 years old is now an unrestricted free agent He's been with Tennessee for a few years now, aggressive physical player, not the best guy in coverage, took a horrible angle on that third down in Pittsburgh that you kind of mentioned a little bit on, I think, our last episode when we were talking about cornerbacks. So what do you think happens with Ty Smith? I mean, he's a depth piece. We've talked about how the Titans need depth at cornerback a lot in the past few weeks, but I don't know if he fits the bill for a guy that's going to be back next year. Yeah, I'm going to go with he won't be back. I, I think, he, you know, he's, he's he's getting up there in age a little bit. He's not old, but he's certainly not, you know, uh, as young as he once was. Um, I, they obviously like him, right? He's been here for years. There's no doubt they like him. Uh, he's a competitive player. You know, he's usually a, a good, uh, secure tackler. I think he's created a couple turnovers in his time here, right? Wasn't he the one who punched out a couple balls uh, two yeah, seasons he, ago? Correct. And he, he I think... Uh either blocked a field goal or, or picked up a field goal. That's and right. It, and he, and he um, knocked a ball out that Jayon Brown took to the house against the Raiders. That's right. So when you mentioned those things, I, I forgot about him. I think it makes it a bit of a more difficult decision because they, they know what his role is. They obviously like some things that he does. They've kept him for years now, right? He's a guy who's entered training camp and never, you know, certain that he's going to make the 53 man roster, but he's found a way to stick for a while now. I think they probably try to get younger there, but you can make a case again for, for why, you know, that that's not a bad player to round out your roster with. And I think what ultimately might happen is kind of what you talked about with Perry is he's a guy who comes into training camp and then we see if he makes the roster or not from there based on if, you know, they try to bring younger guys in or, or other guys to be special teamers and see, you know, let them battle it out for that roster spot and just see what happens. Hopefully you have a preseason next year to, to get guys reps before the actual season starts. So some kind of that situation I think would make sense with Ty Smith. All right, let's talk about Anthony Ferkser. Restricted rights free agent kind of makes him almost a guarantee to be back. It's not a hundred percent guarantee, but pretty much whatever the Titans want to get him back for, they'll be able to do that. Uh, do you think Ferkser is back? 
Yes, I do. I, I think him being a restricted free agent, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's got a lot of leverage, obviously, in this situation. Uh, you know, I, I can't see it, you know, how many teams are going to be willing to part with draft picks, right? That's what they'd have to give up um, in order to take him away from Tennessee with him being restricted. I, I'd be shocked if he's not back in Tennessee next year. I agree. And he played a key role. Obviously, Titans fans know who Berkser is, plays a key role on third downs over the middle, does a nice job getting separation a little bit of a mismatch for his size, not a blocker. You're not going to mistake him for a blocking tight end. So a little bit limited in that regard. And honestly, I think it's going to be up to the Titans if they think they can get a guy who's better than Ferkser when it comes to blocking and running routes. And I don't know if you're going to get that guy in one off season. So especially in an off season where you have so much else to focus on. So I think, you know, for bringing back a guy who knows the offense, who's obviously going to be familiar with the new offensive coordinator, Todd Downing, because he was his position coach for years, is kind of a no-brainer. I think Berkshire will definitely be back. All right, Deontay Foreman, running back from the University of Texas at Austin. I went to school with Deontay Foreman, 25 years old, uh, (laughs) for a year, I think. 25-year-old running back, drafted by Houston originally, and uh, Titans picked him up in the middle of the season. You know, he, he looked good at times. But also, running backs are not super hard to come by. I think this is a situation, again, you might see him come into training camp. You obviously hope that Darrington Evans is healthier this year. And anytime Deontay Foreman is seeing the field is because somebody else is probably hurt, right? So would you expect Foreman back? Probably not. I mean, they're going to need a third running back. So it, it could be him. It could be Jeremy McNichols. Well, I don't think you mentioned it on this list, right? So that would insinuate he's still under contract. Um, you know, Cinerese Perry, I, I don't know that he's a, 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 can be your third running back. He's a free agent. We covered him already. Uh, I, I lean towards no on Foreman, though. Uh, hook him, but I agree. All right. This next one's very, very interesting. Talk of the offseason for a lot of the, the summer last year. Wide receiver Khalif Raymond, 27 years old, journeyman guy who's been with Tennessee for a few seasons now, really made a big impact in the 2019 season with, with some big plays, big catch against Kansas City, big touchdown against Indianapolis, big touchdown in the playoffs against Baltimore, 2020 playoffs, 2019-2020 season, not this year, obviously. This year, Khalif Raymond in the playoffs had a chance to make a big play and unfortunately did not come through, fell down on a route where he would have had the leverage, he was open. And uh, Ryan Tannehill looked looked to him there on, on the Titans' last gasp, desperation drive. They needed a touchdown. And unfortunately, Raymond falls down and uh, falls down on the route. And, and right there to, to pick off the pass is cornerback Marcus Peters, who uh, went to the logo and did some things there. But, you know, Khalif Raymond, if that's the lasting play, the last impression the Titans get from Khalif Raymond, it's it's kind of funny because this is a guy that Titans fans were touting as a, a one of the best number three receivers in the NFL, which I always thought was a pretty ridiculous claim, but you and I obviously very high on Khalif Raymond. He's a buddy of yours. We met with him and sat with him for 50 minutes, breaking down film last year on on our tape with the Titans series. And, you know, it's kind of a bummer to see him not take the next step this past season. We thought he would kind of grow into a larger role, taking the top off the defense. And instead, you know, he didn't really do that. Cam Batson, looked better than him with the ball in his hands at times. I would prefer Cam Batson to be whatever the number four or five receiver, whatever role you think Khalif Raymond should have. So I don't know if Khalif Raymond's back after the way things ended this past season. And that kind of breaks my heart a little bit. I love rooting for the guy, but love to turn it over to you and give me your thoughts. 
Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to hide from it. Khalif's a buddy of mine. And I'm, I'm not going to pretend, you know, like he isn't a great guy. And if you guys haven't yet, head over to the YouTube page of Broadway Sports Media and watch that tape with a Titan with Khalif Raymond where we break down football with him for 50 minutes and, and route running. You can see it in that video. This is a guy who's, who's a really smart guy, understands the position at a high level, uh, has, has great speed, understands uh, route running and, and how to create separation. Um, with that said, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Obviously the year, I don't think he would, he would tell you the year didn't go as he planned. Um, he expected him to grow into a role and and sort of, uh, his role more so faded towards the end of the year. You mentioned Cam Batson, who, by the way, is still under contract, uh, is a similar player, I think in terms of being a smaller, speedier, undersized guy. Um, so I think there's a chance that Raymond actually finds more opportunity elsewhere. To be honest with you, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to pretend like Tennessee is going to have a ton of interest in bringing him back. I don't know. I would assume they won't have a ton of interest in bringing him back. But I, I actually think there's a chance um, that Khalif finds an opportunity to be that number four receiver or that number three, you know, maybe number three, depending on the depth elsewhere. I think he gets more money and more opportunity somewhere else. So I, I don't think he'll be back ultimately. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think he, I've seen some Twitter chatter from other fan bases who just kind of see names and don't really know as much about players. But, you know, he could end up easily, in my opinion, in a San Francisco, Los Angeles, Green Bay, or even Atlanta with Arthur Smith. Atlanta, One of those offenses. The Jets, the Jets. That need, need a ton of receivers. Maybe he can be a number four guy that can take the top off for them. Right, and they'll obviously be running that same that same West Coast offense with LaFleur's brother taking over as offensive coordinator there. So, Yes, one of these off- one of these West Coast offenses, one of these systems that Khalif Raymond would already know if they need a, a speed threat guy could offer him a contract. But if that doesn't happen, I do think he's at least in training camp with Tennessee. If he doesn't get a deal elsewhere, whether or not he like kind of like we've talked about with other guys, whether or not he makes the final roster TBD at this point. And it will depend a lot on what the Titans do at the receiver position. It'll depend if Corey Davis is back. It'll depend if they spend a high draft pick on a guy or even a mid-round pick on a guy in a similar role to Khalif Raymond's. I do think they need this role filled and Cam Batson is a good player in that role. He's not a great player. He's not going to be a go-to guy, but he can, you know, he can fulfill the speed role and also play around the line of scrimmage as that gadget guy, be the guy on those jet sweep actions to distract the linebackers. And you know what, Cam Batson, he's not a big guy, but he gives great effort as a blocker. We saw him blocking for Derrick Henry touchdowns this year. So I do think that you already have an in-house replacement if Khalif Raymond is not back. And I also think the Titans need to add other receivers that would just push Raymond down the pecking order anyway, you know? All right, let's talk about Breon Borders. Exclusive rights free agent, 26-year-old Breon Borders, came to Tennessee this year, played a lot more than I think anyone would have expected, played well early on, had a terrible game against the Browns, gave up a 75-yard touchdown biting on play action, and in general, kind of just got worse from there. I don't know if he's back next year, but the exclusive rights makes me think he probably will be. What do you think? Yeah, I, I do think he's back. I, I wouldn't understand why you wouldn't, um, you know, execute your your option as, as him being an exclusive rights free agent. Uh, you know, I think that means all they have to offer him is the league minimum based on occurred seasons. That's the definition of an ERFA. So you get Borders back on a one year deal for what 
$800,000 or, or something in that ballpark. I, I think it's a no brainer to at least bring him back. He played a lot of good football last year. Like he, he really did. I know he was bad in that Cleveland game, but there were several weeks where we were singing his praises and for yeah. good reason, right? He kind of stepped up and, and, and filled a role for them when they badly needed it right at outside corner when they were still going through all those injuries. So again, we talked about last week on the Desmond King episode, we talked about the depth at corner being an issue last year. Uh, no doubt in my mind that Breon Borders should at least be back in camp. And I think probably makes the team right as a number five corner or, or, or something of that nature. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. He, he's a guy that you can at least rely on to play some snaps when needed try to keep him out of that larger role, but probably will be back with Tennessee. Okay, let's talk about Wyatt Ray, defensive end, outside linebacker, Harold Landry's former college teammate, 25 years old, also an exclusive rights free agent. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I know. Again, I just made the, the case for the the um, exclusive rights for agent situation with borders. So, yes, as simple as it be as it would be to keep Ray, I still say no. Um, he was obviously, you know, he was in camp with the team last year. They cut him, but they quickly signed him to the practice squad. They kept him there most of the year. Uh, he was elevated to the active roster for several games late in the year before he was promoted to the active roster on a full time basis ahead of the week 16 game against the Packers. We all remember that. That game he probably had one of the few uh, positive plays in that game he actually sacked Aaron Rodgers and Titans fans everywhere you know sacks were hard to come by we celebrated every single one of them last year it's actually a nice play but again I mean you know good college career 17 career sacks at Boston College still a young guy I think he's 24 but this is his fifth NFL team already you, you, you would think that if he was going to show something at the next level that he would have done it by now. So uh, I think the Titans, uh, you know, try to retool almost the entire edge room that they had last year. Harold Landry and maybe and probably Roberson are the only guys that should be back. So I say no to Wyatt Ray. Can't really disagree there. I think they have to make massive upgrades at that position. And if that means Wyatt Ray is not back because of that, then so be it. All right. We'll talk next about Jameel Douglas. Only five guys left. Next is Jameel Douglas, 29-year-old journeyman guard who spent a few seasons in Tennessee. I'm just going to say, you know, he's not a very good player. He's a fine depth backup piece if he has to play one or two snaps, but he will get exposed if he has to play more than that. And it has, ha it has happened before, particularly in 2019, Calais Campbell ate his lunch for an entire game and it was terrible. I don't see Jameel Douglas back. You know, a guy like Aaron Brewer leapt over him this year as the backup guard. Daniel Munyer, even uh, as a backup guard center, was pro probably a better player than Jameel Douglas. Not that either guy is great. I don't really see Jameel Douglas back, though. They got to get younger here. They need to get some more guards that they can develop as, as young backup guys, Aaron Brewer being the top one right now. So I would say no to Jameel Douglas. Yeah, I also say no. He's obviously been on the team for a couple of years. They don't hate him. Clearly, you know, he, he he's versatile, which is always big for a backup uh, play uh, backup lineman at that because he can play guard, he can play center. They could always bring him back and run a shotgun play on the first snap and have him uh, airmail it over the quarterback's head. Remember that? I mean, I, I don't even want to put that on him. That was a terrible play call uh, by Arthur yeah. Smith, truthfully, to go shotgun on, on the first snap when you have to change centers due to injury. But ultimately, no, I don't think he's back. I agree. They need to get, I think they need to get younger on the O-line in general. Truthfully, yeah. I really do think they need to start. That's why I didn't make a strong argument for bringing back Ty Sombrello um, because I do think they need to start developing younger linemen as backups that can maybe be future starters one day. I, you know, Three guys, Dennis Kelly, Ben Jones, Roger Saffold. 
they're still playing at a high level, but how many, how much time do they have left? So I do think it'd be a good idea to start getting younger there. They've, they've got a great starting piece with Aaron Brewer. I do think he's a guy that's worth keeping and developing. But in the case of Jameel Douglas, I think you, Jameel Douglas, sorry, I think you let him go and try to come in and develop another young interior lineman. So no to Jameel Douglas. Yeah, we both say no, but that said, he is a restricted free agent, so maybe you see him in camp, but I don't think he, if he is in camp, I don't think he makes it out on the active roster. Next up, Matt Dickerson, defensive end, 26 years old, guy the Titans have kept around for a little bit now, developing um, in that D-line role, defensive tackle, defensive end. The only reason I say he's probably back in camp is because he's a restricted free agent as well, and they just need depth and players at this position. We obviously expect him to boost the outside linebacker group, but the defense, the versatile kind of defensive tackle, defensive end, backup, three tech, rotational kind of guy. I think they need those guys, and I think they like Matt Dickerson, so I think he's probably back. We know what I'm glad because I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think we disagree much on this show, but I I think – you know, how many young guys can you continue to keep there and trying to develop without them showing a ton? If you were to rank one to three right now, T.R. Tart, Laurel Murchison, Matt Dickerson, I think you'd probably agree that Dickerson would be third on that no list. Question. No question. Yeah. Yeah. So he'd be last. You're going to have Tart next year. You're going to have Murchison next year. Uh, I, I think it's probably time to admit that you haven't really developed Matt Dickerson in, in, into much. Uh, and I think it's time to either try to get a younger guy there or even, you know, again, because you have two young guys already, fill his spot with a veteran guy who uh, can give you more value uh, or, or, you know, more bang for your buck in terms of snaps. So I think you're happy with the two young guys you have there. I, I think you move on from Dickerson. That's fair. That is fair. Um, okay. Nick Westbrook, Akine. Only 24 years old. The Titans have basically no wide receivers uh, set to be on the roster, except for guys we've talked about, A.J. Brown, Cameron Batson. Is that it? That might be it. Cleve well, Adam Humphreys is technically on the roster, oh, but we course, all speculate Adam. that he, he, he's a prime <laughs> candidate to be released this summer. Sorry, I forgot about Adam Humphreys because he missed so much time with injury. <laughs> Obviously, a scary injury that you don't want to joke about, but... You know, the fact of the matter is he was not very available for the Titans in the last two years. So and it wasn't just that injury. You know, we, we can we can right. be honest. It's he's missed 16 games. I think it was over a possible 36 or something like that. So, uh, you know, that injury, as scary as it was, he's had other issues uh, staying on the field. Yeah, that's 36, including playoffs, obviously, only 32 games in yep. two years, but four playoff games as well. So, yeah, it's just I mean. Signed him for probably too much money at the time. He never really carved out the role that he needed to have, and he's probably going to be gone. But a guy like Nick Westbrook-Akine, exclusive rights-free agent, like you said earlier, probably means that guy is back, at least in training camp. Good special teams player, made a hell of a tackle on the fake punt against the Lions, and, you know, made a few catches throughout the year that you're like, why the heck is this guy on the field? But, you know, the (laughs) Titans needed bodies at the wide receiver position, and he was there playing decently well enough you know well enough to at least make some plays he converted some third downs so I think he's probably back in training camp at the very least so I don't know if that you would consider this a bold prediction but I'll take it a step further yeah not only is Nick Westbrook back but I think he absolutely makes the final roster Uh, and not so much because of his ability as a receiver but I do think he's an excellent special teams player Uh, we saw the play again he made a play that wasn't his only play in the Detroit game I want to say Brett Kearns only punted one sack game right Titans put up like 45 points and he made an excellent tackle uh, on on that punt at the Detroit 7 yard line if I'm remembering it correctly so I you know it's fun earlier we touched on a bunch of special teams 
Kings player, right? Oh, they got to get young. You need reliability there, but they need to get younger. A Darren Bates, a Cinerese Perry, a Will Compton. Well, here's a guy who's a lot younger and has already proven that he can be an excellent special teams player and an excellent gunner. So I think without a shadow of a doubt that Nick Westbrook is back next year and, 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 probably continues to do very little as a receiver, but offers them a ton on special teams. Boom. You heard it here first, folks. Nick Westbrook-Akine, future Tennessee Titans star <laughs> receiver. All right, let's talk, about, let's talk about Joshua Kalou, cornerback safety hybrid guy who's been here for a few years. Also a big special teams guy, was involved in that. Ty Smith, Indianapolis Colts return touchdown, or maybe that's a different play. Maybe he blocked the Kansas city kick. He did. He had a huge special teams play in 2019 that I remember. And he is also a restricted free agent. So what do you think about Kalu? Kind of falls into the same category as Ty Smith for me. It's funny you mentioned him there where again, here's an older defensive back who's been with the team for a few years has offered a lot uh, to the team on special teams. Um, again, I'm 50-50 here. I, th- I think there's, again, a chance he's back in camp. You can make that argument where maybe he battles it out with a U- with a UDFA, a young kid. You see if that guy's ready to make the jump to the pros or not. If not, uh, you feel comfortable falling back on Josh Kalu. And, and again, having a guy like him round out the back end of your roster is not the worst thing in the world. You certainly do not want to see him playing snaps on defense at safety. He did so a few times this past year. I, I can't quite remember why, but it, it didn't look good when he was there uh, at safety for the few snaps that he was. So uh, again, I mean, you probably move on, but it wouldn't shock me if he's the 53rd guy on the team next year because of what he's done on special teams over the past couple of years. Yeah, I think that's pretty much you nailed it there. So we'll now move on to our final player on the list. We made it at last. Fullback Kari Blossom game, only 25 years or will be only 25 years old this season. I think, you know, he played a big role in the Titans run game. Derrick Henry doesn't necessarily need a fullback, but he's not worse with one. Boston game had a little bit of struggles in the Baltimore Ravens playoff game, clearing lanes, but overall he's been a good player. He's a little bit more versatile than he gets credit for. He obviously he had that huge catch over Will Compton a couple of years ago in uh, 2019 down the, down the left sideline. So I think he's a guy that's probably back in camp because he too is an exclusive rights free agent. Yeah, I, I think blocking game again, maybe I'll make a bold prediction like I did with Nick Westbrook. Not only is he back in camp, I, I think he's probably back on the active roster in 2021. Uh, he's a good lead blocker for Derrick Henry. He fits the mold of the offense. Where this conversation can get somewhat interesting is how different is Todd Downing from Arthur Smith? We know Arthur Smith, I think, you know, obviously liked having blocking game, liked having a fullback, liked having him as a lead blocker. You and I have kind of speculated um, you know, on that coordinator episode we did a few weeks ago, if Todd Downing is going to come in and plans on developing more of a drop back passing game, wants to throw the ball a little more maybe than Arthur Smith did, then that sort of makes the fullback position, of course, a lot less valuable. Uh, it's a position that not every team carries nowadays. It's somewhat of a dying position. Yeah, you have guys like uh, Kyle Uchek in, in, in San Francisco, who, who's obviously a, a big player for them, but you, not every team carries a fullback. Uh, that's, again, the Todd Downing to me that's where it gets a little interesting here does he see the same value in the fullback in blossom game that arthur smith did uh, did if he does then blossom game is undoubtedly back if he doesn't then maybe they don't have a fullback next season i see your point there but i will also say the titans don't have a lot of running backs they can trust throwing the ball to darrington evans maybe the only one jeremy right. nichols if he's back and and still the number three obviously he's not on this list so i do think he's under contract but doesn't mean he'll necessarily make the team Blossom game has a skill set as a pass catcher out of the backfield, whether that's 
you know, the, the down the sideline wheel route over Will Compton or just a little kind of flat route thing that he does on some of those play action bootlegs that he can pick up 10 or 12 yards after the catch, catching the ball right at the line of scrimmage. I think he has that ability. So Todd Downing threw the ball to running backs on 24% of their pass attempts when he was the opposite coordinator 2017 with the Oakland Raiders. So yeah, was if, that just Derek Carr taking every check down he can take? <laughs> it's possible. And DeAndre Washington <laughs> was a guy and Jalen Richard are, are two guys that Oakland had that can catch the ball pretty well. And their other running back, by the way, was Marshawn Lynch that season, who is not a very big pass catcher. No. So, you know, maybe it was Carr checking it down. Carr had the second lowest yards per attempt uh, of his career that season. The only other lower, the only lower season was his rookie year. So I do think, you know, maybe it was Carr, but that that lowest yards per attempt of his career thing under Todd Downing could mean it was more part of the offensive design to get those running backs the ball, get them in mismatches. So if that's part of the plan, you might see Blossom game incorporated into that a little bit more, you know, as a fullback leaking out of the backfield, trying to get mismatches and trying to get the ball in his hands. So not that, you know, he's never going to be, you know, even a top five option in the passing game, but he could at least provide value and help provide misdirection and versatility, which is obviously important to the offense. So that will do it. We did it. We covered 29 free agents, 23 on this episode, six on three previous episodes. Again, if you missed those, you can scroll down the feed and find them. Anything else you want to say about this Titans free agent class before we, before we get out of here, this is a, obviously a huge number of players the Titans have to worry about. And they have to fill some holes on the other side. So it'll be pretty interesting to see how this all plays out. No, I mean, you said it. What a massive class, right? You really don't notice it till you go through every single one of them like you and I did over these past couple of weeks. With 29 guys, I mean, more than, you know, you carry 53. So you're looking at more than half a, a, a team, right? Potentially. Yeah. So it's a lot of players. Um, they have, they've got some huge decisions to make. Not every, obviously, not only will not everyone be back, but to focus on the, the group of six that we covered on in individual episodes, because them being the six biggest names, Corey Davis, uh, Jadavion Clowney, if you could even count him in there, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Jayon Brown, Johnu Smith, Daquan Jones, Des King. Some of these guys are going to walk, right? Either Corey Davis won't be back or Johnu Smith won't be back or Jayon Brown won't be back. I can guarantee you probably that at least one of those guys won't be back, maybe two of them. So I feel uh, like of the six, it wouldn't be a shocker if less than half are back. If only two of those six are back, is that shocking to you? Jalen no, Brown and Corey Davis and Clowney and King are all gone. And the only two they bring back are Johnu or Johnu Smith and Daquan Jones. Like that wouldn't surprise me even a little bit. The the reason see, I, I think, you know, they're almost broken up into two tiers for me, even though we're focusing on the six, because I think, as we covered on last week's episode, I think Daquan Jones and Desmond King will be back, so yeah. that could break into your theory of only two of them back, and I, I think those two will be back, and then you certainly get at least one of uh, Corey Davis, Jonu Smith, or Jayon Brown back, and maybe you try to get two of them back, I don't know, yeah. not going to focus on Clowney at all, because I, I think he barely deserves to be mentioned among these six, but, um, yeah, I, I think Two at the very least, or I think. Sorry, at the very least, three of them are back. Probably yeah. three out of six. Is, is and obviously, it'll depend on what kind of deal they're willing to accept. And I think right. that applies to no player less than it applies to Jadeveon Clowney. How does he see his own market? Because Titans fans probably don't see it the same way he does. And it'll be interesting to see if John Robinson and Mike Vrabel see it differently. Because I mean, his injury history is is unmistakably bad at this point, and. The only thing really that would, I think, push his value up in the minds of Vrabel and Robinson is Vrabel's experience working with Clowney and seeing what he can be at his ceiling. So 
with that said, you know, we'll just have to see how this these next few weeks play out. The league year is going to start soon, mid-March. So once that rolls around, we'll get a lot more action and we'll really be able to figure out who they plan on keeping. Might hear about some deals in the next few weeks. The Titans can still negotiate with their own free agents and try to sign them to longer-term deals. So we'll see if anything happens. Any last thoughts before we close this out? Well, uh, if you're going to pay attention to something over these next few weeks, it would be the exclusive rights free agents. So um, some of the guys we covered on this episode, Breon Borders, Kari Blossingame, Wyatt Ray, and I think there was one more. They had a fourth. Westbrook. Uh, Nick Westbrook. So the four exclusive rights free agents. This is typically the time of year those deals get done. A week from now, two weeks from now. Um, so potentially those are names to watch over these next couple of weeks. That is right. All righty. Well, thanks for that, Justin. Great, great episode today. We'll be back next week. We'll really dive into some other free agent options and outside free agents the Titans might be looking to add before we really get into draft coverage stuff that we're obviously going to dive deep into over the next couple of months. So stay tuned here. Music City Audible presented by Broadway Sports Media. Check out broadwaysportsmedia.com for Justin's mock drafts. Trying to look at one position and seeing what what you might be able to find in each round. You've already done edge rushers and wide receivers now, so we'll see if you have anything else up your sleeve on that front. Maybe a cornerback in each round, if I'm allowed to tease this. Is that okay? <laughs> I, I do at some point plan on writing uh, a cornerback in each round for sure. I, I might do an interior defensive lineman scenario as well. And let's be honest, the, the edge content, uh, you can't get enough of edge content. So I'm actually looking at maybe doing an alternate universe scenario uh, with the edge where I select a different name in each round than I did in the first scenario that I wrote up. Nice. All right. So find those at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Follow Justin on Twitter at Justin M underscore NFL. Read his draft interviews at the draftnetwork.com and check out his Twitter feed for reported connections and the possible Zoom meetings with teams. Justin's going to have info like that coming out throughout the process. You can follow me at Titans Film Room. Again, broadwaysportsmedia.com is the website. We'll be back next week to continue this off-season talk on the Music City Audible. Until then, you guys stay safe out there and tighten up. A Broadway Sports Media Production.